Maybe you've daydreamed about the life you'd like to have. But have you ever stopped and crystallized that daydream into a lifestyle and then created the plan for how you'll get there? In today's episode, Amanda and I chat with the lifestyle builders themselves, Tom and Ariana Sylvester. We walk through what lifestyle building is and how you can get started. Keep listening. Welcome to the Wallet Win Podcast. Each week, we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera. And I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, Amanda and I talk all the time about getting your financial game plan together because your finances touch every part of your life, but there's a whole lot more to your life than just your finances. I love the interview I'm about to play for you. Amanda and I were just so energized and kind of stayed up all night afterwards talking about it, thinking about the way we could build our lifestyle. So, ooh, it's good. It's gold. Here it is, guys. Listen up. Thank you, Tom and Ariana, for being with us on the Wallowin Podcast. I am super excited about this conversation. I think it is very important. Jonathan and I talk to people about their personal finances, and once they begin to have those sometimes scary conversations, they start being more comfortable with those hard questions, and oftentimes it leads to a bigger discussion. Uh, we usually teach people about finding their why to why they want to get their money working for them in the first place. Uh, and because it's not really about the dollars and cents, it's about what those represent and what those can mean in their life. And so I think this topic of lifestyle building is just so important because, um, once people identify and hone in on what's the most important thing in their life, now they need to rearrange what's going on in their day-to-day existence to actually make sure those outcomes happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It reminds me quick of, uh, I was just on a retreat uh, last weekend, and one of the things that came up was that it's important to remain indifferent to everything in the world until you know, until you kind of figure out what the plan is, like what the purpose is. So uh, in this case, it was like what, what God wants for your life. But And at that point, once you figure it out for, for all these little things, like then you lock it down, and then you are definitely going to say yes to these things and no to those things. Uh, and so it's like the same thing when you are like you're indifferent to, to all sorts of different things that you could happen in your life or that are happening. But then once you have that discussion, once you figure out what it is that you really want, well, then it starts time to start locking things down and start saying yes and to start saying no and really kind of align your life to get you to where you want to go. Right. So we've got, yeah. I think, the experts on, on, the, on the whole idea, right? They wrote the book. Yeah. On it. So let's stop yapping yeah. and let them talk a and little bit. Get that get that big hook out and rip rip get the idiots out of here and talk to the real people. So I mean, this is what well, we said. If you to wrap just lifestyle building, how would you guys describe it? Absolutely. You know, you guys did a really good lead in there, and it's really about figuring out what you want your life to look like in the future, and then look at where you're at today. And once you do that, it's essentially like a GPS, right? When you're in your car and you're putting your directions into a GPS, 
its starting point, destination, and then it builds a roadmap. And once you have that there, a lot of people just assume, okay, well, I'm just going to follow this path. But what ultimately ends up happening is life comes up, you know, kids come up, everything else comes up. So it's not just setting the path, it's setting the path and then checking in and adjusting along the way. And to your point, once you know where it is you want to go and what that direction is, it gives a filter for everything else that you do. And a lot of times the challenges people have around money conversations is they're each talking about money and what they want, but they haven't aligned on ultimately what the outcome is so they can be intentional about those money decisions. Yeah, and that word align has come up a couple times now. Um, and that's really the, the piece that a lot of us are missing, um, especially early on, you know, when you get married and it's that uh, the rose colored glasses of like starting your lives together and no one really talks about how to get aligned with that person that you just said, I'm going to be with you forever and make sure that what you want out of life is in alignment and what you think about your finances in alignment. And, you know, I think not having that is what causes so many of us to kind of start treading down those different paths and feel like all of a sudden out of nowhere, like, wait a minute, I thought we were going to do this and you're over here doing that. And you start to have those tough things with money and not agreeing with how the other person's using it. And all of that stuff just creates so much struggle mm -hmm. that you don't really need. <laughs> right. And I, I mean, we noticed this in our own marriage, you know, a couple of years in, it just started to feel like we were drifting from kind of those idealistic views of what we thought we would be doing at X point in our life. And it started to look awfully different. Um, and I remember really grappling with that and not sure how to handle those emotions and, you know, what, what are our options from this point forward. But I'd love to hear a little bit more about your backstory because, you know, you might not have this might not have always been your thing. So I want to hear how did this become something that you guys are so passionate about? Well, so we were college sweethearts. Uh, we met freshman year. and Ariana was actually the very first girl I, I saw at college. I was the oh very first. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> and so, so that led to a great story <laughs> later on at our <laughs> wedding because my cousin was my best man. And he got up and said, you know, I gave Tom one piece of advice when he went to college, and that was stay single. And that lasted about a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we're college sweethearts. We go through four amazing years together. We craft this five-year plan, like, okay, after college, we're going to move in together. We're going to get married. We're going to get jobs. Like, the whole thing. And we were essentially on that path. Um, but there was a point where we started to drift and neither one of us had really noticed, I think, where I was continuing to follow the traditional path, the path that we had laid out. And Tom had kind of gone down this path of new opportunity. And it was all about um, entrepreneur entrepreneurship and like how he could retire by 35. And so as we are starting our lives together, all of a sudden there was this big financial surprise, I guess I'll call it. <laughs> that I, you know, we hadn't planned on. Um, <laughs> now yeah. I'm laughing. Because... I was gonna say she's much happier about it now in hindsight <laughs> than when it was going on. So I'll tell you what the surprise was. He came home after going to a free um, event and told me he spent eight thousand dollars on a real estate training that he hadn't, you know, texted me or called me about. Uh, this was eight months before we were supposed to get married and we were paying for our own wedding. And it was six months after we had just bought a house. 
So not in the best financial oh, yeah. state to well, be spending extra cash. <laughs> so, so when you say that, we were over $200,000 in debt um, between our mortgage, between student loans. We Paying were, for the wedding. Yeah, we were 22 oh, yeah. at this point, um, you know, credit card debt. So basically, we had this huge hole. And uh, something Ariana didn't mention is when, when I left college, when we left college, I basically looked ahead and said, you know what? I don't like this path that we're on now that we're out of school. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit in a cubicle for the next 45 years. Right. So I just put that goal up there to retire, and I was out there trying to make it happen. And yeah. she was just hoping that like that would go away. I thought it was a phase. <laughs> and so, so what ended up happening was every time I would try to, to do a side hustle or do something to help us make more money, mm-hmm. she would always shut it down or not be comfortable with it. And I finally got to a point, and, you know, when you go to these seminars, they're very psychological on sales and how to right, sell you and make you open your wallet. And uh, so I went for it. Um, and that was a really hard conversation when I had to tell her, hey, I just spent all this money uh, actually on two credit cards, very high interest cards, because we didn't even have that much money available. And uh, then we just had to really have some heart to hearts about mm. like, what's going on? Why would you do that? And what does this mean for us going forward? Like we had had this really good relationship before that. And then I think part of what came up for Ariana was like kind of feeling like I had betrayed her trust. Mm -hmm. And so that essentially led into a lot of what we ended up doing in the next several years. And the, the turning point for us was we both sat down and said, all right, write out your goals and I'll write out my goals. And then we, we kind of, uh, lined them up and the majority of the goals were the same. So we're like, well, what's the disconnect here? Like, why did this happen? And what we realized was we wanted the same outcome, but we had different paths of how we were going to get there. Right. And so once we aligned on the outcome and then understood where the differences were, then we could talk about, okay, now that we know all of that, what is the path that we want to take forward? And let's get aligned on that. And from that point, not that everything was easy, but everything became easier because we're at least on the same journey together. (laughs) Yep. It reminds me of uh, what happens quite often in our house. I'm curious what you're when it say comes here. time to cook dinner. <laughs> oh. uh, we each have the goal of getting dinner on the table. We might even agree on the goal of what that dish is going to be, but we often, I mean, no, we can easily have very different ideas of how that dish is going to be prepared, mm-hmm. how things are going to get chopped or cooked, or the method, or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. We spent the first five years of our marriage arguing over knife skills. <laughs> <laughs> We've worked past that. But, right, because so we, we, we have the same goal in mind. Yeah. We might even have yep. a couple of those details of the goal set, but the how to get there, like, that's yes. huge, right? And right. And earlier you did the GPS, the GPS example. It's like, yeah, you know where you're going to go, but it's how you're going to get there, or right. when something comes up, you have to reroute, like, being in an agreement there. Because it's that every day, the what you do, those actions that you take, like you need to be in alignment on that so you can work together in that moment. Um, And I could see how if you had two different paths to the same end goal, you might never get to the end goal because you'd constantly be fighting each other on the how in the meantime. Yeah. And and that's a big thing because, you know, like so, so many of the money conversations come up because you're not agreeing on how you're going to get there. You know, for me, I thought, well, we're going to invest in these businesses and then these businesses are going to generate the additional income that allows to happen. 
Ariana's like, well, we're not going to invest in those risky businesses. We're just going to work our jobs and save and pay off debt. And that's how we'll get there. So because we weren't on the same page, we were each trying to do something different. And instead of being aligned and being able to move forward, we were each like pulling each other away and not only not financially getting where we wanted to be, but then also causing stress and disconnect between us, which is never good. Right. So can you guys talk a little bit about just that process of how you started to actually align the how? Yeah. So we basically, I mean, we started really simply. Um, I'm pretty sure we kept the originals. It was a word document and we just like went through (laughs) and typed out like the timeline of where are we six months from now? Where are we a year from now? Um, Two, three, five, maybe even 10. I don't remember how far we went, but literally just had two of the same Microsoft documents and each did our own and brought them together. And um, it's funny because we go back and look at those and you can see how far off we were because like Tom's goal sheet was like all business oriented. (laughs) Like I'm going to start this business. I'm going to bring this business up to this amount of money. And all my goals were life. Like I want to pay off our mortgage and buy a new house and have kids and do all these other life things. Um, so, you know, it was funny because a lot of the stuff later on was the same, but the stuff earlier on, like within the next one to three years, we were very, very different. So as we kept doing that, we upgraded, you know, how we were doing that. We stopped just using a word document and we figured out that we loved having a visual. So we li- literally like had a painter's tape timeline on our wall for a really long time nice. and we would use post-it notes and have like the months and the years and everything across the painter's tape chart and we would come down and we would have our meetings and we would say okay we thought we were going to do this in the next year but something has changed so let's shift let's adjust and so we kind of have every year or so we probably have kind of upgraded our process as to how we did that um, and Tom reads a lot of books so we actually we're able to pull together like a lot of different concepts into one which has really helped us hone in and get really really clear on what our life is and like how we want to walk through it so even like doing core value exercises having a family mission Mm -hmm. um, things that you normally hear about in a corporate business you know we do those in our family because it helps guide us in any decision that we make whether it's business or life. I love that. I th- I think that's brilliant. And mm-hmm. you know, we've done various things in our throughout our marriage, but we've not been as consistent maybe as we would want to be. And I think we're I mean, I don't know. I'm sure every chapter of uh of life has its own challenges, but we have three kids, four and under. And mm-hmm. I've been told this might be the hardest chapter. <laughs> You can certainly Please God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's days when I'm like, oh my gosh, it's starting to feel like, you know, this the same the day just kind of, every day is the same and it just repeats itself and uh, it's almost like our goals are feeling like they're get they're drifting away from us, mm. but but really that's kind of just this chapter things are really muddy and yeah. meddled together. But I think having that painter's tape timeline or whatever it is a visual kind of could help a lot of families, I think, wade through the these cloudy waters of young parent parenting. Yeah, because sometimes it's not always like not, not every day is going to be super exciting. Like sometimes, in order to achieve the goal or get to where you want, like you just kind of put your head down and you do the thing and you make it happen. Whether that's you know working hard and getting out of debt, whether that's uh, really in, being intentional and teaching your children something. 
Uh, but it's kind of right that repetition can really help and so it might be boring but i think that's where having this plan can really come uh come to help it and right we we got into all this talking about money and you guys talked about kind of where you were with a lot of money but it's it it's a whole lot bigger than that right it's it's lifestyle building and and planning uh it goes beyond all that it's like all-encompassing Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, like you guys, so it, it really started with the goals. And like Ariana said, every year, every time we would do this, we would add something to the process. We see something would be missing. And so over time, it wasn't just like the timeline. As we started having kids, we would start to put the kids' ages yes. on the timeline. So now we could see, to your point, okay, at this point, we have a four year old and a one year old. Uh, wow, things are going to be crazy. So we had all these goals on there, and we but them. it doesn't necessarily make sense. <laughs> in this chapter of our life, yeah. things are going to be crazy, and we don't need that extra pressure on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So what do we need to have happen now, and what can we maybe shift off for a year? And so what ended up happening was through having more and more of these conversations, we not only became clearer on what was really important to us now versus later, yeah. As well as then really figuring out, okay, now that we're like shifting from just being us into now having kids, what kind of a family do we want to have? What kind of parents do we want to be? And so, so much of this then really started to thinking about not what kind of legacy we want to leave, but what kind of legacy we want to live. And so what we then started talking about is like, what's important to us and what do we want to make sure that is incorporated, not just as we go through life, but really living it intentionally. And so at that point... We started defining what are our core values, mm-hmm. what is important to for us, you know, as we're raising this family. And then that has helped make every other decision so much easier because whenever we come up to a decision, it's like, okay, what did we previously talk about or decide? And we use that as a filter. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that we did too was, you know, we talk about the vision board exercise and we um, break it into four quadrants. What are the experiences you want to have? What are the things you want? What are the relationships you want to have? And what's the impact you want to make? And one of the things with vision boarding that a lot of people struggle with is it's it's very long term. What it, What is this vision you have of your life? What Put everything down, you know? And then you look at it and you're like, well, I can't accomplish most of that right now. Right. But what we started to do was shift that into, okay, well, I can't accomplish that exact thing but can I break it down into maybe smaller bits and pieces that I can do now? So an example is um, I've never been to Vegas. I would love to go on a girl's trip to Vegas sometime. I know that's probably not happening anytime soon. How can I bring those little aspects in? And it's just as easy as scheduling regular girls nights and doing activities that you maybe haven't done. So that's something that I very much can put into our lives right now. Um, Same thing with Tom. You know, he had something on there that was a little bit unattainable at this point in time. Instead, he joined a golf league. So he's going to golf all summer long, which is something he loves to do and hasn't been able to do when we had smaller kids. Mm -hmm. So it's really about, yes, put the vision out there, put the plan in place, but how can you start living your life now, especially when you're in those seasons that seem incredibly hard and and draining and sometimes just really boring? (laughs) What can you add in to like spice it up a little bit for yourself. What can you add in so that you're looking forward to things instead of like feeling like your days are just going on and you lost all this time somewhere, you know? And I know that having young kids is really hard when you feel like zombie mom and one of your kids isn't sleeping and one of them is sick and then you're trying to make sure that the other one is getting back and forth to school. Like it just, 
it's yeah. crazy. So you've got to give yourself some grace as a parent, and you've mm -hmm. got to take care of you. And even if it's just in little tiny things that you do for yourself, it's been something that's helped me the most probably over the last couple of well, I'm going to say the last year. Yep. That's awesome. I love awesome. that you would, uh, you, you talk about kind of taking these bigger, longer term things that might not fit at this exact moment. And instead of like trying to shove it in. Or <laughs> giving up on it. Yeah. Either shoving it in and making the whole family suffer and like wanting to bang your head against the wall as you make whatever happen or giving up on it completely and kind of losing a piece of you in the process, like mm -hmm. finding a third option. I just love when it doesn't have to be either or. You can find something else that works for right now um, and that works for the family and still feeds you, feeds you mm -hmm. and brings you to life and will still set you up to have that long-term goal or dream eventually. Mm -hmm. And it really, and, and, and certainly in the example you shared, addresses the same uh, desires, but in a different way that's more possible <laughs> right now. And I think that's, certainly sounds like it's it's a fruit of taking a little bit of time being really intentional about just like okay well what do i actually really want right now mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then figuring out how to address that um and you said it, you've been do, working on this um for like for how long it's been so that eight thousand dollar thing when was that oh how that's long been ago? Yeah, that was 11 like 12, 12 years yeah, ago 12, years ago. 12 yeah. years ago so you've been working on this for 12 years um, Most people might be now listening to the podcast for 12 minutes. <laughs> How can they, is there a way uh, where re regular folks, I guess like us and all the listeners can essentially hit fast forward and not have to take 12 years to figure this yeah. out? Yes, there is. <laughs> I was hoping the answer was yes. We would be glad to help you do that because we don't want to have to take anyone else 12 years. Yeah, so so basically what happened was for the longest time, we were just doing this ourselves. Um, you know, in the meantime, kind of all the stuff we skipped over, uh, we both had jobs. Eventually, we had our first child, and Ariana left her job. Uh, we started the real estate business because we, I, we had to pay that money back. Um, <laughs> while we were having our first child, I ended up starting a second business, which was a wine and liquor store. Yep. And then um, shortly after that, I ended up shifting jobs and went into a business consulting job where I ended up um, leaving like four or five days a week to fly to another city. Well, we had a well, we, first I was pregnant and then we had an infant. So, so we had all this stuff going on. And um, eventually we were having one of these meetings and we, we looked at it and we said, are we living the life or are we on the path that we want to be on? And Ariana was essentially a single mom because I was gone more than I was home. And we're like, you know, the money is great, but it's not aligned with our life. So we ended up making a shift where I left my, you know, high paying corporate consulting job to then, you know, be home with the kids, run our businesses. And what kind of came up for a surprise for us was other people started reaching out to us and basically saying, like, how do you guys get everything done? You have two kids, you have multiple businesses, Tom's traveling. And um, what we realized as we started talking to more people was this system that we kind of use to run our lives and our businesses, other people could really benefit from. And so we started sharing more of that and eventually, like, solidified a lot of our stuff. And um, with goal planning and kind of getting clear on your life, we have this simple two-page life planner that basically guides people through the process. And what we have people do is it takes a little bit of time to fill out your first time doing it. Mm -hmm. But then every 90 days, you just sit down and review it and basically update it. And what that does is it gives you that 
consistent time to check in, just like the GPS, make those adjustments, yeah. and then get back on track if things have gotten off track. Yeah. So when, if people download uh, this PDF, we will link to it in the show notes, mm-hmm. and they go and they maybe have a little date, a date night with their significant other, what might they find in there and what kind of questions are you going to be asking um, them to really think about? So the first page is probably what I would say um, that would be what they want to take with them on their date night. Uh, That's going to walk you through um, your vision. So you kind of have those four quadrants that you can fill out together. And Tom and I are, we like to color code everything. So we do ours in color code if it's like his or mine. So that, you know, kind of cool to see that up there. Um, And then you're going to walk through your core values as a family. You're going to walk through your family mission. Um, You're going to walk through your family culture. And I'm missing one. What's the one I miss? Oh, your ideal every day. Yep. So, so basically this first page is your big picture. You're thinking about what do you want the future to look like? Um, And your ideal every day, what, what we talk about with people is you know, what do you want just a standard day to look like? Because oftentimes what happens with people is you say, describe your ideal day. And they're like, well, I wake up on the beach after getting a massage and I have a <laughs> And it's like, okay, well, that's great for a while, but it's not going to be every day. Right. So, so we have people, Yeah. yeah exactly. So, so this first page is really just about getting aligned on that big picture stuff. And um, what we always tell people, because the stuff we just mentioned, it's – it's deep. It's yeah. not stuff that you just, you know, show up, knock out in a couple hours and you're done with. What's more important is that that planner will give you um, basically the framework to use. But what's more important is the conversation. Yeah. So like, Ariana, like just describe to me in 10 years, what do you want things to look like? And by having those conversations, you you get aligned, you get clarity. And it's not something that is one and done. Yeah. You're building on it. You're adjusting. Your priorities change as you go through those different seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, what we always tell people is come with an open mind and come really seeking to understand more than you're contributing or pushing your view. Because oftentimes what will happen is one one spouse will try to say, this is what I want, where what you really want to be doing is saying, like, what is it that you want? Mm-hmm. And what you're going to find is there's a lot more commonality when you're listening than when you're just pushing what you want to have happen. That was so good to hear. <laughs> Jonathan's yes, like, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I'm usually the one that comes to the table and is like, all right, here's the next 15 years. Or, and... <laughs> it's already planned and it's, uh, it's an ink. So. Mention is has been helpful um, was we took personality tests um, and we took the love language test, which those have all helped us really understand our counterpart better because we're very different. And I know a lot of couples are like us. We're like different personalities. A lot of times one's the introvert, one's the extrovert, like, and coming into a conversation where you're talking about that deep stuff can sometimes be very uncomfortable for the person who's an introvert, or it can, you know, bring up things that you weren't expecting to be brought up. So it's helpful sometimes if you take those personality tests and then you swap and read each other's, because that's going to give you a little bit more insight into how that person thinks, how they react to things and how they feel like their emotions, how their emotions come out. Because Tom will tell you, I'm a crier. And pretty much Mm -hmm. every serious conversation that we have ever had, including business slash life meetings, anything, I'm usually crying for some reason or another. (laughs) And Tom is a fixer. 
So for a very long time, we would try to have those conversations and it wouldn't go well because I would start crying because I was emotional and he would try to fix things and then we would never finish the conversation yeah, that we were having. <laughs> so going hmm. through and figuring that out about each other has yeah. been like leaps and bounds helped us to have those conversations, to have productive conversations and both be able to share how we feel about those things and why we feel that way without feeling attacked or without feeling like you ruined the meeting because you started crying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think that's just, yeah, that's an awesome insight to share. I know that for us, we've, you know, we've taken temperament tests or our strengths finder tests. Mm -hmm. We've taken all the the tests. And, you know, you can't stop after you start, right? (laughs) I know. You just want to learn more, but I think it's so good because especially with this, I'm just thinking, you know, sometimes there are some personalities that just kind of instantly know what they want to do. You and then sit, some personalities. Amanda could sit down with this thing and fill, get, she could fill this whole thing out in like five minutes. <laughs> I'm going to need a little bit of time. Some people need to sit back and just kind of <laughs> let it sink and they need to mm-hmm. think a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And yeah. honestly, yeah. the people that need to think more, it, it's good for the people that are the, the, the rabbits that just want to get to the finish line that's and maybe totally. skip some things that they would miss if they didn't just take their time a little more. Yeah, and it just gives <laughs> yeah. you an excuse to have multiple dinner dates exactly. while you have conversations and fill it out. Yeah, well, and Amanda, that point you just made, I just got to reemphasize because <laughs> oftentimes when you have those opposite personalities, it's so easy to get frustrated. Like every time I would try to do something, especially early on, Ariana would say no. And it was infuriating and it wasn't until i shifted things around and i started saying okay well help me understand like what you're thinking or why you're saying no like what's going on and the second i did that i understood that there was fear behind that and Mm -hmm. you know some of the things that were going on so now instead of me just going ahead or pushing forward like i would have done before now we could go and address what was actually going on so that we can move past it so when the other person isn't necessarily receptive it's not that they don't want what you want or don't want to move forward it's just that they need something else and there's something in their way that you've got to take a step back and understand not just try to plow past them yeah no bulldozing no bulldozing i'm looking at um the pdf right now i just think that you know this it's almost like a a playbook you know a football coach might have the team look at the plays before they go out I, I, why am I using a sports analogy? <laughs> I was thinking the That's same thing. You can, you can. I don't know. Well, what I, mean, I'm... So I can totally go with the playbook analogy. Okay. Before they go do the plays, they need to look at the plays and then they're going to play. That's about how it turns out when I try to go sports. But this, it's just great because I think so many couples, you know, if they find themselves in a tense chapter or they're getting frustrated, they can go back and kind of look at this unified vision that they created together and it's almost like the glue that can hold them through whatever life is bringing up or throwing at them at the moment so it's yeah. kind of like an anchor for the the couple mm-hmm. so yeah well and then from there so what we talked about so far is really that big picture um the second page of the planner is then taking the big picture and starting to break it down. And what we really talk about is the roadmap. That was our tape, our wall uh, of planer's tape. We basically broke it down into a smaller form. <laughs> yeah, and, and so by doing that, what you're able to do is to break those goals down into smaller pieces. And then one of the major things that we started doing to tie the financials back in was actually said, okay, 
what is our monthly living expenses? Like how much money do we need to make to cover our expenses? And every time we would put a new goal on, part of what we would do is say, well, how does this shift our expenses? Does it add or does it decrease? Because now we knew not only where we want to go, but what the financial pieces of that look like. And for example, when we were in debt, every 90 days we would say, well, what's our goal with this? Like how much debt do we want to pay down? How does that tie into some of the other goals we want to do? And then it allowed us to start making those trade-offs and get aligned on that. So sometimes when you, you've got this goal, like when you're so far in debt, it's it seems like it's overwhelming. But taking it 90 days at a time and being able to every 90 days celebrate the progress you've made and then know that you're working together on that is part of what helps you keep going and build off of the momentum that you're doing every time you're getting together and planning and then getting together and actually executing and moving toward your goals. Right. I think that is so huge. Just, you know, with our own students that we have working through our course, they just, it's so important for them to see progress that they're making. And when they see the progress, it keeps them wanting to do the things that are creating the progress. Mm -hmm. Um, And with this, I see on here that you can even track like seeing your net worth and just something as simple as that and knowing that it, even, it went up by $10 or whatever. I mean, that's yeah. a, that can be a big thing to just know that you're continually g- going towards those long-term goals, but every month at a time and every 90 days. Mm-hmm. So just I love how you can, on the second half of the sheet, really uh, break it down into concrete things that you really can measure. Mm-hmm. And, the, that's a, the, and the best way to make progress in, in finances and in your life and anything is no matter what just to get started to like if you haven't already clicked to see the show notes and have downloaded this pdf that's what you need to do right now yes <laughs> and, do, and like download this thing print it out and and get schedule going. the coffee date yes to yes. get that going print it out sharpen your pencil and get to work um it, so the, you know work through this pdf uh when people get jazzed about that and 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 and, and you know it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be helpful, I think, for everybody who does it. There's gonna be a good chunk of people. They're they're just gonna light up, and then just gonna be hungry for more. For those people especially, what can they do to catch up with you guys and just keep feeding this? Like, oh, I love this. How do I get more of it? Well, they can dive into more if they want to check out our book that's coming out this year. Exciting! Well, there it is. Yeah, so we talk a lot more about the, you know, the the process with the life planner. We dive into our story a little bit deeper. We talk about the financial piece in there as well. Um, And then for anyone that's interested in the entrepreneurship piece, that's in there too. Awesome. And do you know when it's coming? We do. The official publishing date is October 29th, the day after my birthday. Yep. Okay, awesome. (laughs) But but the ebook will be out July 2nd. Okay. And so... um, I was going to say, in case we didn't mention it, so the title of the book is Lifestyle Builders, um, Build Your Business, Quit Your Job, and Live Your Ideal Life. So it's really geared towards entrepreneurs, but what's cool is the whole first two sections of the book really apply to everybody Mm -hmm. because the whole first section, we're actually diving into that life planner and how to go through having the conversations and filling out each step, and then the whole second section is called Find Your Freedom, and it's all about paying off debt, getting your personal finances in order, and really getting set up to then be able to work towards your goals in your ideal life. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, there you go. If you are ready to, to do this, guys, get the PDF. Uh, check out their book when it comes to a computer or store near you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, do you guys have a website where they can catch up with you as well? 
We do. It's wearelifestylebuilders.com. And you can uh, find the book on there as well and order it right from the website. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again so much for having this conversation with us. It was awesome to have you on the podcast. And until next time, we'll see you later, Wallet Winners. What an interview. I love it. I love it. I loved it then. I loved listening to it again. Incredible. There's a lot of stuff we talked about in there, a lot of resources and links and all that stuff that we talked about. So go to the show notes and you can get links to the resource we talked about, Tom and Ariana's book, as well as their website. You can connect with them online. All of that's in the show notes. Check out walletwin.com slash 36. This is episode 36. So go to walletwin.com slash 36 for that free lifestyle building worksheet and all the other ways you can catch up with Tom and Ariana and build your lifestyle today. That's at walletwin.com slash 36. Thanks for tuning in this week and wallet winners. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Walletwin program at walletwin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.